Be dressed for action and keep your lamps lit. Please be seated. Having returned just a few days ago from a beach vacation in North Carolina, I remembered one from about 10 years ago. We were at a different barrier island. We were, we were waiting to get onto a ferry. And as I remember, the, the, a storm had really started to rise. And it probably wasn't anything terribly dangerous. But those of you who've, who've been near the coast, as the storm starts to come, it, it does kind of feel like the stakes are rising just a little bit. And we were sitting, and I think we were, we must have been with friends because I think Joe and I were in different cars. And I'm sitting watching as our cars are lined up to get onto the ferry, the dark clouds were really starting to, to, to hover, and waves of, of rain and water were splashing against the ferry and all these, these cars, which now had their headlights on because it was getting darker and darker. And it, it really kind of felt ominous, even though we were really just going to the aquarium for the day. Um, all the same, it was, it was something intense was happening. And so I took a quick picture of it, of this storm gathering as they're climbing onto the ferry. And the caption I put in at the bottom, and I, I texted my wife, today we wear our adventure pants. And I sent it off. And as inside jokes tend to do, this became a phrase in our household where pretty much any time we wanted to do something adventurous, any time we wanted to do something courageous, we would use this phrase to kind of, it's sort of like triple dog dare except nice, right? To kind of challenge you. Remember, we're, let's wear our adventure pants today. Let's try something new. And so it became a way of stretching ourselves, a way, a way to try new things, to normalize courage. Sometimes it was a challenge, right? If, if someone wanted to try something and other people weren't so keen on the idea, you'd sort of dare them a little bit, right? Say, time to wear your adventure pants. And, and when the, someone says that, you have to have a really good reason to not change from the pants that are currently affixing you to the couch. So you see how this works? Time, are we visiting a new place? Adventure pants. Are we trying a new activity? Adventure pants. Are we moving to Cleveland? Adventure pants, you better believe it, right? There, there is a leap to it. it because in, when we do this, we claim a certain relationship with the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. We don't know who we're going to meet. We don't know what challenges we're going to find along the way. And yet, despite that, we still go into something that is uncertain because we believe that there are good things to be found waiting out there in the lands of uncertainty. Though he almost certainly never used the word adventure pants, Abraham... Abraham seemed to have been familiar with the general idea. Because in the book of Hebrews, we get a retelling of Abraham's story as an image of what faith 
is. Now, first of all, I love that in, in, in writing to these earlier, earliest Christian communities, the writer of Hebrews is drawing from the Jewish tradition, right? That tradition that had formed so many of them to understand that the DNA of faith is the same as it had been before. And he asked how, and how we might ask as well, how was Abraham able to leave the life that he knew? I'm not going to say it was a comfortable life, but it was a familiar life. And familiar means hard to leave. How was it that he was able to leave that and follow the trail of God's promises? It was by faith. By faith, Abraham set out for a land, the land that God had promised to him and to his ancestors, not knowing where he was going, not knowing, we'll let that pass, not knowing what was going to happen to him along the way, not knowing where he's going to stay. By faith, he stayed in a land that was unfamiliar, and by faith, he started a family when he was clearly older than Tony Randall. Yes, you see, faith wasn't about certainty. Because at no point was Abraham certain about what was going to happen. Faith was about how he responded to the promises of God in the very face of uncertainty where things were unclear, and the things he was being asked to do were flat out unreasonable, illogical. They made no sense. Uncertainty, you see, isn't the sign of a lack of faith. Have you ever been really uncertain and wondered that? Where's my faith? What's going on here? That's backwards. Uncertainty is an essential element of faith. If you know something because, well, everybody knows it, right? It's just conventional wisdom. It's easy logic. We can see it. We can taste it. We can feel it. Well, that's not really faith. And there's a really good chance that what you think you know with such certainty, you don't actually know as well as you think. So what Abraham had, and I think this is a pretty good definition of the kind of faith that is at the heart of a real and living relationship with God was the conviction of things not seen. The conviction of things not seen. So there is this world that Abraham knew. It's the same world that we, we all know. It's the real world, if you will, where everything is visible and clear and obvious to everyone, supposedly. Yet faith is knowing that there is something else, something beneath the surface that's every bit as real, that is both churning and ready to be made visible and subtly shaping and molding and forming our, our hearts from that underground place. It's the conviction of things not seen of the presence of the holy in mysterious and unknowable ways. For Abraham, that source had flowed to the surface 
through God's promises to him by appearing to Abraham. That's how he knew that there was more than just what meets the eye. It was by faith that Abraham could see. And I don't mean, remember, that he saw anything with certainty because that's something different. Rather, Abraham could see reality as God had created it. And so it was by faith that Abraham could understand. And I came across this phrase that for some reason, as many times as I've read this passage, I never fully noticed this. It was like coming across a speed bump. And I found it, oh, wait a minute, that faith... By faith, Abraham could understand that what is seen is made from things that are not visible. What is seen is made from things that are not visible. That's a little different from this uh, binary way of seeing the world, this dualistic seeing the world where there's the real world with physical bodies and water bills and power plays and then there's the foo-foo world, right, with all that prayer and incense and, you know, spiritual stuff, right? But that is such a narrow way of seeing this incredibly wonderful, beautiful, integrated world that God has created where what is seen is made from things that are not visible. Faith is the capacity to see the world that way, the hunger, the desire, the audacity to see the world that way. That everything we see is the sign of something unseen. That the hidden world is not only real, but dynamic, breathing, churning, gathering, and moving towards something visible. That the hidden world is not only real, but that it is good and loving and yearning to bear fruit that can be seen and held and tasted. By faith, we see glimpses of this. We see it in those sacramental moments of our lives when we just know that God is present. We see it in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. We see it not through certainty, but through readiness. Jesus never says things like, here, here's the answer key. Here's the dogma. Good luck, right? Memorize this and we'll be good. What he says is things like this morning. He says, be dressed for action. Keep your lamps lit. Keep your heart focused and free. Keep your heart focused on the eternal, not on the things of this world. Faith is not certainty, but it is readiness. A state of watchfulness and awakeness. Of readiness to respond to God's surprises, to invitations we don't expect, and calls to go places that are uncertain, unclear, and downright unreasonable. To places that will turn your life upside down. But in so doing might just turn the world right side up. So knowing the answers and having faith are actually two different things. In life, if we're living faithfully, we're going to have doubt. And we're going to have uncertainty. And yet despite those things that are they're just a part of life, holding on to faith... Despite those things that are part of life, despite the fact that we're going to have doubt, we're going to have uncertainty, 
Holding on to faith means keeping our adventure pants dry cleaned and ready to put on at a moment's notice. So a few weeks ago, we were back in North Carolina, back on the coast, again with friends. And one of those friends said to me, few days before we were there, let's, let's get our families and let's take surfing lessons. To which I said, are you kidding me? It's a little late for that, right? I think I'm past the age where I can successfully take a surfing lesson. Well, what do we say to someone who says something like that? Put on your adventure pants, right? Give it a try. So as soon as that was in the air, it's like, all right, we got to do it. We got to do it. All right. So you may be wondering, did I make it up on a surfboard? That's really not the point of the story. Um, but something that I thought was fantastic was uh, the, ins the instructor takes us out and you know, does a little, a little lesson beforehand and points to the part of the wave that we were supposed to go to. And it wasn't the part that, you that I immediately thought, right? The one with the white caps and the crest that's already sort of the, the wave you're thinking. Rather, you direct to the place in the wave just before that white cap happens because that's where the power of the wave really is. And the whole point of surfing is you're attaching to that power and you're letting it guide you. And I wonder if that's a little bit about faith, too. Because faith isn't just knowing that there's an invisible world out there waiting to be known. It's rather like the force of the ocean that hasn't yet crested into a wave. It's about experience the energy that comes from, from that movement towards the surface. Feeling it push us forward and even learning how to ride it. It is a power that we cannot control. It is a power that re will result in a whole lot of face plants directly into the ocean. I can attest to that one. But it can also be exhilarating and joyful. This is the world that God created. Where there is, where that which is seen is made from things that we simply cannot see. Faith is not certainty. Rather, to be faithful means being ready for action amid the wild and beautiful presence of complete uncertainty. Ready for the unknown to become known. Ready for the wave to catch us and to then push us into the very heart of God.